Podcasts have become such a huge part of our lives. You're listening to this podcast. I listen to hundreds of podcasts, I swear. And everybody we know has podcasts that they listen to. If you think that a podcast might not be right for you, well, you might want to think again. I've got Francesca Cosman on the podcast today, and she talks all about producing a podcast both for business and for passion and some really fantastic strategies and tips that you can use to make sure that your podcast is the best it can be. You're going to absolutely love this interview. So let's get started. If you're seeking a way to escape the cycle of under earning and overworking, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Well-Paid Creative, where we discover how to run a profitable and satisfying creative business. I'm your host, Gabrielle Chipier, and I share what I've learned in my 17 years as a creative pro. From attracting quality clients, to earning more profit, to escaping burnout, and creating amazing work you love, we're going to cover it all. Join me as I interview experts and reflect on my own experiences, both the good and the bad. Before we dive into the show, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, hop on over to wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and more. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, people. I've got Francesca Cosman here, and she is going to talk to us all about podcasting. I'm super excited to talk to her about this because it's not something we generally think of as a go-to avenue for marketing or promoting our services when we're creatives. So welcome to the podcast, Francesca. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much, Gabrielle, for having me on. Wonderful. So you have quite a, an interesting backstory into how you came to be um, focusing on podcasting services and helping other people create their podcasts. So tell us a little bit more about that. Sure. How back would you like me to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't need your like school records or anything like that. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So I'm a musician and I am Jewish Orthodox and being a female musician or female singer in this space is a little bit more complicated than the average starving artist <laughs> challenges that every musician has to deal with. So after releasing my fifth album, being 25 and super frustrated with not being able to have a service that I can charge for what I want and get paid. I decided to, oh, and thousands of dollars spent on my music, music production and music videos. Mm. I was in a very little space, at which point a mentor of mine suggested that I look into podcasting as a way to get out of my depression. <laughs> I don't know if that's her intention, but I, I went on this journey of really trying to search and do research. What are other musicians in my space doing? What are other women with families, with traditional lifestyles doing about wanting to perform and put out music? 
So that journey has been very busy, exciting. I managed to build an audience for my music, for my brand. I've also created a community and a database for anyone looking at women in the entertainment space in the Jewish community. So over the years, I've evolved a little bit where I'm going with the podcast, but that's the short version of how I started podcasting. So you started podcasting um, for yourself then first. Yes, absolutely. It was a tool for me to just figure out what's working for other people and what's the story behind them. And is anyone paying themselves and supporting themselves financially through the entertainment industry? Wonderful. The answer was basically no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are exceptions to the rule, obviously, but everyone has some sort of supplementing business mm-hmm. that's accompanying them. And mine is podcast services. Mm, I love that. So, so marrying the podcasting as like a promotional kind of outlet and a backup company, like a services or product-based business to, to kind of go hand in hand. Well, many musicians I've interviewed, they have a vocal teaching practice that's accompanying their performance and musical journey. Others have fashion companies, beauty, jewelry. So everyone sort of finds their thing, whether they're in the service or products area. Mm, I love that. So let's say that I'm a brand new creative or maybe I'm not a brand new creative. I've, you know, been, I have my business going. I decide that I'm going to start a podcast. What would be, what are the steps that I need to take in order to kind of get from idea to, you know, my podcast out there ready for people to listen to? So that's a great question. And I don't think you have me on here to tell you, number one, get a microphone. Number two, plug yeah. it in because you could go to Buzzsprout, you could go to Lipson and get that, that list. However, the more important questions that need to be answered and to figure out whether podcasting is something that's right for you or what kind of podcasts you should be doing mm-hmm. if that is right for you. Those are the questions that are instrumental to make it or break it because what's worse than starting a podcast is starting and then quitting a Mm -hmm. month or two later, right? Or even eight months later. So the question should be, is this a business podcast? Am I using this as a strategy to earn money? And does this fit into my business model? Or is this a passion project? Do I have a message I want to spread? Do I have... Do I have a mission or an impact I have to make that may be accompanying your brand or your story and your business, but it's in the passion aspect. Happens to be many people who go that route end up making money as well, but there's a different agenda. There's a different goal. There's a different energy to that podcast. They're mm-hmm. not making decisions on who they bring on, what topics they talk about based on, is this going to make me money today or not? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a different mindset in terms of being a podcaster. Mm-hmm. And I love how you kind of um, draw the line between the two, because if you're starting out and you're just like, I'm just going to make a podcast, but you have to really need to know where you're going 
So having that distinction between is this a business podcast or is this a passion project, um, I think is really, really important. Yeah. And so, I'll add more to it. The If you go into it as this is a passion project, you won't be quitting six months in feeling so upset and devastated, which you shouldn't even if you are a business podcaster, because you won't necessarily see results in your first month or in your first episode. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So more clearly outlining the expectations as well. well yeah. That. So Thank you. What would you say are, I know we we can lump them into business and passion projects, but let's say that someone wants to do a business-related podcast. Are there variations on that kind of format that you could um, kind of point out and give suggestions on? Absolutely. So the classic way, the classic thing you have to think about first is, would you like to do a solo episode in an interview style format or a co-host? And a lot of people have a hybrid model. For example, I don't know if you do solo episodes a lot or not, but I think you have the hybrid model where sometimes you go all solo and sometimes you Mm -hmm. you have guests. Um, Mine is interview-based pretty much 99% of the time. And there are amazing podcasters out there who they have a business partner on or somebody who compliments them in their expert in, ex, in their expertise and these two co-hosts are the primary and then obviously there's a blend of co-hosts and guests and then it could get tricky with the audience knowing who's talking mm. because once you have more than two people it can get tricky is that what you were asking in terms of style yeah yeah absolutely okay. so once you've kind of, you've determined, you know, what type of podcast you've got, you know, what type of episodes you're going to be creating, are there any, um, I don't know, I want to say like hangups that we need to be aware of when you're launching that podcast? Well, in terms of technicalities, there are always hangups because Apple likes to change their rules. Google likes to change it up and you just have to go with the flow. And if they tell you, it will take an extra up to 20 business days for them to pick it up on their apps, then you just have to sit and wait. Mm -hmm. But I think you're asking more deeply, right? Are there any expectations we need to have? Well, I would say the most important thing is to not expect a thousand or a million downloads with your first episode Mm -hmm. or taking it deeper, not to expect your mother and father and sister and brother and husband and wife and children to start listening to your podcast so you can get more downloads. You have to understand that you are creating a niche, you're building a brand Mm -hmm. and no one owes you to be listening to your podcast. You want to create your content on such a high level that's interesting to a very specific type of person. And you're going to use that content to draw them in from all over the world. Mm -hmm. So having that in mind that you might have to use social media marketing, you might want to use targeted ads, you may want to go into groups and online spaces, maybe even media and press and get, get the word out about your podcast. And that may take time. 
you may have to learn who your audience is going to be based on the content you're creating. But the focus should be on your content, not on putting pressure on everyone you know to go and download mm. and listen. We're going to get right back to the conversation because it is so good. But I want to tell you about a free quiz at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz that's going to help you discover the unique hidden key to higher profit and awe-inspiring growth in your creative business. Now, there are so many keys to growth in a business, but they don't all fit the lock of your business right now. That's why I developed the Profit Finder quiz, and it's going to show you exactly what you need to be focusing on to reach the next level. Now, making a decent living from the work you love doesn't have to be hard. And when you answer these profit finding questions for yourself, you're going to make it so much easier. Go take the Profit Finder quiz today. You can find it at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quiz and get your unique key plus in-depth strategies designed to help you see growth fast. Now, again, that's at wellpaidcreative.com forward slash quits. All right, let's get back to the episode. So your podcast production business, um, tell us a little bit more about that. What do you do? How do you work with people in that kind of space in that container? So my favorite way is the podcast VIP launch day. It seems like I'm attracting the creatives, the passion the passion businesswomen or community members. I've worked with schools and organizations and religious leaders, so not necessarily business podcasts, but they want to create podcasts in a sustainable way for them. So it's not a business expense. They want mm -hmm. to learn how to do everything on a high level in a sustainable way. Mm -hmm. So I've created this very attractive service where I'm able to teach them all the different steps, how they can produce their podcast professionally. And as a musician who's transitioned into music production myself, podcasting was a natural diversion. I'm sitting in my music slash podcasting studio here. So there, I'm very honored to be instilling that confidence of production to podcasters and I have many ways of simplifying, you know, if you want it to be super highly produced all, all the way to like very minimal editing. And I don't want to learn how to do anything and I don't have to click anything if I don't have mm -hmm. to. Wonderful. So if someone's looking to get support in their podcast, what would you say um, they should be looking for? first off, because I know you can technically build a, or you could hire, you know, one company that will do it all, or you could, you know, farm out uh, portions of it to different, say, um, freelancers or creatives who are kind of like you, but um, what would be the first thing that they should look at getting help with? Okay. So number one is, do you want to do it yourself or do you want somebody else to do it for you? There are three steps to podcasting. The first is creating the content, mm -hmm. and that may have its own 10 steps inside. For example, planning out your season, inviting on your guests, booking them on that whole guest experience you have. The second part of it is the recording and the production end. And then the third is the marketing, spreading the word, building mm -hmm. your audience part. So you can either do everything yourself, 
or you can outsource, let's say the editing, you can perhaps do the editing, but then outsource the marketing. So everyone could really pick and choose. You could also hire someone to do all three. It all depends on, is, is this sustainable? If I'm spending, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month on my podcast, can I do this for 12 months? Mm-hmm. So my goal is, I have three tiers of support. One is we launch in one day. The other one is we take on the production. We help you launch, but we take on the production. So it's ongoing. The third one is creating that business model around. So you you can support yourself through your podcast. Hmm. So it really depends on what are the goals? How can we accomplish them in a way that's sustainable? Again, my goal is not to have you launch and then forget about this a year later, Mm -hmm. unless the goal of the podcast is to be a one-year podcast. But in other cases, usually it's ever ending, ever ending, <laughs> open ended. Yeah, <laughs> open ended. There you go. Well, and I think that's such a nice way of viewing it too. The the producing of the content, the like the production portion, so the audio bits and pieces, and then the marketing bits. Because I find that a lot of people focus so much more on the production part of things. So it's I have to record it, I have to edit it, and get the get the thing ready, right? And then they get fizzled when they realize that they have to then market the, the podcast, right? So breaking it into those three categories and kind of being able to identify which ones are more your own zone of genius. So some of us are way better at marketing. Some of us are way better at the production part. And some of us are way better at the content, you know, planning and, and you know, writing that kind of thing. So you can kind of pick and choose what you're best at, put, go all in on those, and then look at outsourcing the other parts. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes we can learn to get better at them or or understand that this is not something you ever want to have to learn to do mm-hmm. well. Yeah, absolutely. So when you were first um, producing your own podcast, what would you say were some of the some of the things that really helped you produce consistently? Because like you've mentioned before, we want to be able to have a podcast that has longevity, right? We don't want to be producing four episodes and then taking like a two month break and then, oh, oh, right, I have a podcast and coming back to it or just fizzling out. What do you say has helped you be consistent and say your clients be consistent over the years? Right. So if you are already in business and you're creating content consistently, then I try to reframe this instead of this being another thing you're adding on. I suggest to have this as the source of all content. So if your podcast Mm. could be the primary original source for the week or for the two weeks, and then you're able to cut out, you can create audiograms and quotes and long posts and blog posts and email newsletters out of your podcast as a source, then that's a sustainable way to continue going. What was the question again? <laughs> My mind's going on double. <laughs> well, you mentioned a little bit earlier about having the right mindset for being, uh, for podcasting. And I have a feeling that that kind of contributes a lot to the longevity and overall success of an individual podcast. Yeah. So for me, creating music was very hard to create social media content around because it could take six months to finish a song. Mm. But with a podcast, especially with an interview-based podcast where my guest is creating the content for me, essentially, as long as I schedule those interviews, I have my podcasts. So I'm in a position where I'm usually backlogged and I'm 
sitting on seven interviews. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm the like, feeling. which one's more relevant today? I remember with COVID, I had like 12 interviews and I felt like the content was just not relevant. Mm. I would have rather had fresh episodes related to how are musicians dealing with COVID right now without being able to perform or what's it like with everyone going online now and demanding mm. the live stream entertainment. So planning, but then also being open to what life throws at you. Flexibility. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I can completely relate as well too, because um, I mean, this podcast is mostly interview based and I'll do individual kind of solo shows here and there, but I do tend to get quite a large backlog and that flexibility in being able to choose, because essentially we have them in a sequence, you know, the way that they're recorded, but I gave myself permission uh, quite some time ago to, to play with that. So basically two weeks ahead of time, we're like, well, which one should we release two weeks from now? <laughs> and we kind of get to pick and choose. <laughs> so being able to adjust that based on what's going on in the world right now has been incredibly um, freeing for me because you don't feel like you have to absolutely stick to a set in stone schedule. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who follow me on social media and in other places, you'll notice that I actually do exactly what Francesca uh, mentioned, is that the podcast is the main content vehicle for my own business. So I do exactly that. We'll take out video clips. We record this over video. So we'll take out video clips. We'll use it for social media. We've got the podcast itself. We take out quotes. We do all of that. And it does make it so much easier because from one episode, we can create 30, 40 pieces of smaller content that just makes it a lot easier to schedule and say, well, what's going out on Instagram today? Oh, the video from the podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So what would you suggest for people um, who have listened to this episode right now and they're like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. So what's kind of step number one? What's the first actionable piece of advice they can, they can go forward with? So the number one, come up with your podcast idea, goal, mission, title, whatever that is for you. So something that's going to ignite that little spark within you that will get you to figure out what the next step is. So for some people, it's a title. For others, the title is going to be the last step. Mm. <laughs> and they will um, postpone, procrastinate that part of the <laughs> podcasting thing. Step process. It's really important to be excited about it because I have been there where it's just just so not exciting to be mm. doing it. And the only thing that will get me going is finding a piece of content or an interview or a topic that will excite me and maybe pushing off some other interviews that were pre-recorded and doing something that's exciting to me right now. Because if we're, we're creating content out of obligation or some self-pressure that we create, your audience is going to feel it. Mm. Your, your numbers are going to drop. It happens just like that. It's so transparent, your energy to what your, your audience is feeling. So I think it's important to stay true to yourself, to what you're thinking about, what's getting you up in the morning, and staying authentic to who you are. Oh, I love that. That's just the best piece of advice too. Cause you're right. It does. It's like the guiding light when you're going through the foggy parts and you're stuck and you're uh, just holding on to that one idea of I'm doing this because 
it just helps exactly. it go a lot easier. And you're totally right in that people can definitely sense the energy through. And I actually started. Exactly. That's how I started. I started out of a very low place, out of a place, please, somebody help me out of this. And mm -hmm. I wasn't an expert in my field when I started my podcast. I was seeking and learning. And after doing 150 episodes, I can consider myself an expert in the topics we've been discussing and all the other things podcast related, because I ended up learning from all the people I was speaking to. Mm -hmm. So you do not have to be an expert when you get started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the good thing about an, an interview based show too, because you're bringing the experts to you exactly. and all you have to do is ask really good questions. <laughs> Which is also a skill that it can is. be developed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a fun skill to develop though. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was at a dinner party the other week and somehow I got some people to share Parts of their lives they never shared in public before, mm. but people knew some, everyone knew a little bit. And then everyone was like, how did you get them to talk about this? <laughs> and I wasn't even talking and I facilitated that space and conversation. Mm. And I was very proud of myself. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. So I ask everybody that comes on the podcast this question, and I'm intrigued to hear your answer. Do you have a hobby or activity that you do on the side that's just for you? So it's a complicated question for me because I turned every hobby into a business at one point right? in my life. <laughs> so... I am going sort of reverse and backtrack. I'm trying to turn my family more into a hobby. I'm trying to enjoy my little toddlers more than just the minimum amount of mommy love that I'm mm -hmm. expected or should be putting out there. I, it's, it's nice for me. My oldest is four and I am excited to take her to musical concerts and Broadway's eventually when they open up and I'm taking mm -hmm. her to Disney and ice. So in, really for me to share my hobbies with my kids, because even though I, babies are amazing when they become people and mm -hmm. they're your people in your home, in your space, I, I, I think that's my next hobby that I'm very intrigued by. And I'm purposefully learning to develop those skills to engage with children, which is not my forte it's not something I think I excel at naturally. Wonderful. That sounds fantastic. Well, I'm a little bit jealous of your kids being taken to all of these wonderful music and live events and Broadway the, and Disney on Ice. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing one event at a time, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Francesca. This was just absolutely amazing. Um, where can people find you online? Okay. So I'm, um, on Instagram at Francisca Cosman. And my podcast is the Francisca Show podcast, which now we talk about all Jewish topics taboo, mostly concerning women. And I would love for you to join me on my journey. Wonderful. And we're going to make sure to link all of those up in the show notes. So you can go check out wellpaidcreative.com to check out Francesca's uh, episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Gabrielle. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Well-Paid Creative. This podcast is sponsored by 12 Strong, a full-service marketing automations agency. You can learn more at 12strong.com. 
Theme music is by Silverhoof, and our guests are not paid for their time and energy, so please do give them any support that you can. Before we head out, if you want access to free resources, trainings, and a community of creative pros just like you, visit wellpaidcreative.com where you can find all this and so much more. Join me next week for another episode as we continue discussing how you can grow and love a profitable creative business. While you're here, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, I'd be so grateful for a review or a share with someone you think would benefit. Now let's hear some more of that amazing theme song. (laughs) 